Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive. I'm your host for the moment, Dave Skull. Uh, Mark is at home. We're trying to get him connected right now. Uh, I am joined in the meantime by my good buddy, the fabulous Phil Baker. How we doing, Phil? I'm doing well. You, you. I feel like uh, I'm in the Chrissy Bantha chair right now. Or actually, <laughs> I'm standing right now. You all did a lovely job on the post game show well, yesterday. You. So uh, kudos to that. But yes, Ennis is trying to connect. So that's why we're filling space. If you listen to SMH, this is what we do. I can tell you uh, right now. I know because I've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, Mark is is yelling mm-hmm. as Mark face at his gaggle. He's he's yelling at his computer. He's yelling at the uh, the little uh, com- connector device. I don't even know what it is. The com- little Comrex. The little com. It's like a tiny Comrex. The Lucy app. Or the, the Lucy iRig thing. Yes. What are he's, those? Uh, he's he's angry and yelling. I can tell you right now with his with his resting mark face. So I, we we've talked about this uh, off the air about to some of the troubleshooting. Yes, I know we had some technical difficulties over the weekend. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. If you head over to, be referring ES- to ESPN it. Louisville Plus, uh, gives you the post game show instant analysis after everyone else. Uh, that we normally don't do. But anyways, I think, fingers crossed, I think there should be a backup to the backup contingency plan uh, that we haven't troubleshot yet, but I think in the days to come with this happening, we probably will, that in case uh, this doesn't work for it is the connector really, there may be another way that James Black and I were going to try today, but the day got away from us. So that helps us that. that helps us out none right now, so that's why you're stuck with yours truly and uh, the you called me the fabulous one. I want to call you what? What can I call you? The, the, the uh, beautiful, the biscuit. beautiful biscuit. Okay, if we're doing a play on words, but you beautiful. had a fun weekend. Yeah, I know you had the post game show. Fun. Well, I'm gonna, gonna be honest with you, Phil. Like it was. Well, your Jets weren't in the NFL play. I know what comes with the. Look, I, I've already punted on the men's basketball season, but I, I know with the, you had the women's the women's game. Obviously, not a a fun. Time for you and Chrissy, I'd imagine. No. But as a football Freddy, you got to see your boy, you know, Kelsey shirtless. At least you have that. So here's the thing. So so most people understand. That was that was what I like to call intense offensive line energy. Spirit animal. And not just offensive line. People who have been in the locker room understand this. That was intense interior offensive line energy. Guards and centers. Okay, which is what I was. I was a tackle in high school. That doesn't really count, you know. That's a certain vibe. Okay, and most of us, we embody that. Like, I am very, you might catch me with my tarp off at any given moment. 
when it's yeah, you're normally degrees, wearing but. shorts, so I can only imagine yeah, if it gets down to negative digits, you're probably shirtless. There's the only reason why I wear pants in here at all is because I have another job that requires me to do so. Trust me, no, no one's here citing you. Trust <laughs> me, I think we're all in agreement here. No one's here. If you wanted to go no pants right now, I you're might. good. I might, except that there is a sidewalk. And well, an exposed you're not, window. You're here. not 100 yards. How close are we to manual? We're not that's 100 right. yards. That's right. We're not 100 <laughs> yards from a school, are we? <laughs> pants off, you know. Pants off, dance off, buddy. Oh, man. But him jumping in and out of that suite, we're all in agreement. Oh, of like he's retiring, but he could go like on American Gladiators or something, right? Well, he hasn't confirmed 100. Yeah, that he's, he's teased retired. it. Sorry, I didn't want he's, to steal his thunder. So he he said that the reports after the game in the uh, in the Philly locker room were. A little premature only because he was emotional and it was the end of the season. He was very upfront about it when he was on the podcast after that. I mean, I'm sure he's still leaning that way, but he's been threatening retirement for two years now. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he, he takes one last ride in the sunset and plays for, for the Chiefs or something. Who knows? Well, and I think we're in agreement, too, when you saw that infamous Taylor Swift uh, hug from Brittany Mahomes where she's wearing her <laughs> Posh Spice hat, and then you see Patrick Mahomes Sr. just not about it at all. Uh, faintly over their shoulder, you see a, a, a shirtless man taking a swig of a bush light. And I said, <laughs> by the end of Wednesday, that man will have a throne of bush light at yes. his mansion and an endorsement with bush light. We're in agreement, 100%. right? 100%. Okay, I just want to make sure we're in agreement with that. And I will see this. Jason Kelsey might be the most Bills fan NFL player. Like, he fits in with Bills oh, Mafia. Mafia. Oh, 100%. Like, it was perfect that he was down there chugging a beer with them and everything, even though he had a Chiefs beanie on, obviously wasn't cheering for them. But he's such a good dude, like affable person, that he would do that with any fan base. Like, and nobody, like, he has the highest approval rating of anybody in the NFL right now. Oh, 100%. It, they, anybody they, in the NFL. Yeah, the, he, the dude has a beard. He, he's jolly. He, he He's just a football guy. When I saw him, I think McAfee, like, retweeted him. Like, just jumping out of the suite. I was more impressed with jumping back into right. the suite. Like, he just did it like a hurdle. And I was like, this guy is going to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple adult <laughs> version or something. <laughs> like, he's the most agile individual of that size of somebody who's contemplating retirement Tell I've you, ever man. seen. Linemen are incredible athletes. Oh, I agree with that, though. No, but you got Lamar. At least you got to watch Lamar do his best yeah. impersonation of Forrest Gump. You had that. <laughs> running out of the tunnel. Uh, so, look, not all was lost. I know we're avoiding talking about men's basketball, but what else can no, we say? No, I mean, look, we'll address it at some point. But it, it obviously, uh, lots of NFL action this week, and we're going to get to see Lamar in the AFC Championship game and hopefully on his way to his first Super Bowl appearance. Lamar versus Pat Mahomes is going to be in the referees. It's going to be a pretty incredible matchup i think uh, <laughs> um we've got a great storyline in the other league with the niners the the pre-playoffs and really season-long favorite in the nfc against the upstart lions which i think everybody who's not a niners fan is probably rooting for the lions even I would agree even bears and packers and vikings fans who knows they're just such lovable losers at this point Anybody who's not who doesn't hate the Lions and doesn't cheer for the Niners is absolutely one hundred percent cheering for the for the Lions. Yeah, Maben's kids getting some action there you on go. there, so you got a local tie in there. But I do love the the, the creative the, the graphic control folks. Uh, it always warms my heart where they do the the eight mile reference uh, and they put Jared Goff on Eminem 
uh, Marshall Mathers in, in the basement when they were doing the freestyle battle, saying everybody in the three-one-three. So little things like that uh, warm my heart as the NFL season. It, it's bittersweet because it's obviously you got the AFC and NFC championship next week, but it's it's unfortunate because as you inch closer to it, it's like okay, then we get the Pro Bowl and whatever that's become. That's and not it's a thing. Just, yeah, exactly. And then the Super Bowl, which you got the week off uh, leading up to it. But look, it's, it's a uh, skills competition now, yeah. right? which is what it should be. There's no point in. I remember at one point they were playing like beach football, and I said that's worse. You're gonna get hurt. You're more likely to get hurt playing beach football than you are playing like light tackle football. But at least at this point, it's just like a skills competition. Yeah, it's it's not taking. What do you think? The, it always makes me laugh. Like when when Dan Essel was around here, he would yeah. always talk about you know the 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 player uh, load management and everything. Yeah. I always think about like the former Pro Bowlers that like watch it now. That like now there's these and I understand inflation, but have these massive contracts in the NFL, and it's like I had to do that in a Pro Bowl, right? And now they can just do this. Like I wonder what those guys. It's are like taking. Pete Rose truck and uh, uh, Ray Fossey in an All Star game. Yes, precisely. You know? <laughs> yeah, like that's what they used to do in All Star games. Yeah, Pro Bowls. Yeah, so. but now I mean, the like, there's no way you can. All-star football games in the modern era have never made sense, and they don't make sense now. Well, especially when they added the game and the, the, the playoff. Like, that's, you know, when and Jeff Fisher people, couldn't go 8-8 eight and eight on the year, right. it, it's just like they added that extra game. He's probably 8-9 and nine now uh, with a week 17. it's He's 8-8 eight eight, eight my heart. Yeah, he'll always sure. be 8-8 eight eight in our heart. But <laughs> that's that's one of the things where it's like it just didn't make sense to just make it. Just put a big spinning wheel up there and let a four-string quarterback throw it and see if they can hit the, you know, 100 on well, the spinning wheel. that's pretty much what they do at this point because – with the amount of opt-outs, with not not only are the two quarterbacks in the, in the Super Bowl usually Pro Bowlers, so they opt out, then the next two or three quarterbacks who were selected to the Pro Bowl would then opt out, and that's how two years ago you got a Mac Jones Pro Bowl. Forgot about that. That's, a, that's why I love when I can dust off the nook and crannies, and yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, that did happen. So so how prestigious is a Pro Bowl invite anyway anymore? Uh, it's not. Yeah, but it only counts in like. A, uh, like contract, yeah, contract you know, and uh, incentives, incentives and, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and multipliers is pretty much all that matters. Uh, but obviously, we had the women play and lose at UNC yesterday in a in a in a tough game. We'll talk about that a little later. Seventy nine sixty eight, and the men. Oh boy, on Saturday, and there's still some meat on this bone because the we had a non traditional post game show. ESPN Global Plus, baby. That's what we do. Uh, Which, by right. the way, like you guys are doing great. Like Justin uh, Sofero and 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 you and Andrew are doing great work with ESPN Plus, and it's awesome to have that kind of complimentary content to our audio medium. But uh, obviously, that's probably where we're going to start today. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I just. I, I look. The reason I say that we did the post game show. I filled in for Taylor. Which Ethan Moore joined us from a massage chair in Oxmoor Mall. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you didn't see this? I this was great. So he, I, I was like, hey, it. Taylor's kind of mentally checked out. Uh, not say, Taylor did everything he could and then some on some yeah. of the technical difficulties. So greatly appreciate his work. But I sent somebody that I was like, hey, we're not trying to hijack your all's postgame show. So if you want to join, please. and Ethan says, can I join from uh, the mall? And I was like, are you serious? And then Justin and I guessed which mall would be. I was like, please be J-Mall or Green Tree. But he was at the, the I kid you not, like the, not the Robert Kraft one. But a massage chair outside of uh, the Apple Store in Oxmoor yeah. Mall. And that's where he called me for him in his ACC network toboggan. Like if you go back and watch it. So anyways, so it's him there. Was, and I was it like, on? Did he have it running? 
No, he said it was like five fifty for fifteen minutes, which he was contemplating. It's like not terrible, which I'm in agreement with. That's, you that's might a good need deal. That, yeah. You might need that while you're talking about the Zan He's like Payne the Will Ferrell. He's the Will Ferrell with the the wine, just shaking while he's <laughs> shaky on there. While he's trying to drink no, but it. He, he connected from there. So I uh, appreciate Justin and and get, get, you know turning on the ESPN Louisville Plus for that. We podcasted that if you missed. So we've talked about it. And just Ethan just comes out. He's like, I got you. He's like, the kids are shopping around Oxmoor Center. The wife's is like, I got about 30 minutes. And I was like, My, that's how you know your man's dedicated. He's at a massage chair at Oxmoor Center Mall just holding his phone up in his ACC Network hat doing a postgame show. I, I question anybody in this market who's done who has that type of work ethic. I just love that people walking by, you know, throwing their Kenny Payne takes at him while he's talking at the show. Because last time I was at Oxmoor Mall, the, kid you not, it was outside the new Nike store. There were some, like, kid TikTokers that yeah. were trying to get the shot right. I was like, oh, that's Ethan. But Ethan's, like, not moving around <laughs> trying to get his strut up uh, correctly. So that's what we had. But, yes, we, we did it all there. He was not happy about the 18-3 shocker there. Oh, uh, yeah. that, he was not happy about that, as you could imagine. Uh, the UPS Jobs text line is 38 uh, we have a couple of uh, hits there. Uh, Texter says, I appreciate that Mark portrays a calm, stoic image, and even technology can turn him into a rage monster. <laughs> uh, Texter says, it's all good. It's really year one for the drive, so technical glitches can be expected. That's that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a good tweet. That's a phenomenal that's text. That's a really good tweet. That's a phenomenal text. And somebody just sent three uh, pictures of resting Mark face. Another texter sends yeah. uh, Biscuit and Jason running the streets, and it's Will Ferrell uh, naked in old school, <laughs> which is roughly accurate. Yeah, but for look, being big fat, uh, big fat slobs, basically interior line. We are very comfortable with our own nudity. Good, you you should lean into it. I was gonna say you, you look great, Jason. Kelsey looked great up there. He looks great. I don't. You haven't seen me shirtless in a while. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm envisioning it to be something like Jason Kelsey, and just he's, I, I, he's I went far. Uh, He's an NFL. He's an All-Pro center. He's you're in, in sports. Ra- you're, you're in sports radio shape. Yeah, I'm in couch shape. It's bad. It's not great. I think you look nice. Thank you're you. not scrawny. You're nice. Uh, but no, I, when you go back to just what transpired on Saturday, we, we talked about it on SMH. We talked about it on the post game show. Yeah. It, look, yeah, I know you've had a lot of time. No, to no, but I, I don't mind. Look, that, that sports. Talk I'm going to make Let's, you talk. Zach about it was again. on the air for like 12 straight hours one day, and I was like, Zach. Just regurgitate everything you've said. And it's like new listeners and whatnot. Poor Zach. My man's been here like seven days a week with James Black. And and these guys like, you're probably going to hear some differing things. Because I actually posed the question to Zach yesterday. I was like, hey, like Kenny Payne got crushed for starting Zan Payne. But what have we said over and over again? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So I'm actually going to zig with other Zag and just say, you know what? He tried to maybe shouldn't have got as many minutes as he got. But you know what? Give him the start. See what happens. And do I believe that with all my being no i don't no, believe that's don't the believe thing it. but i was just like just heard this. you i know you don't believe yeah that. but that's the thing like we what else can we say maybe kitty Payne's trying something different but i was like he's got to be messing with us right oh it's it's either trolling or it's performance art at this point like i i can't tell which one it is he's either a he's either a modern artist trying to paint his masterpiece or he's trolling the fan base or maybe it's a little bit of both he's just banksy on the sideline you know that's what he's doing well, he it, probably wanted to do one, and he's doing the other, knowing Kenny oh, Payne. Yeah. So one of the things that we discussed uh, yesterday, and, and I appreciate, because we talked about if, if in fact, because Zach may be right, he said sometimes it feels as if he doesn't want to be, 
here anymore. But there's some other things where it's like, if he does, in fact, want to be here, you would think he would just kind of toss the keys to all the friends, like Curtis Williams, bright yes. spot. Uh, Scott, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Johnson, bright spot. And just be like, you Caleb see, you see what a, it looks like an elite rebounder at yeah. times. And it's just that like you toss the keys to them and just say, hey, like you're building towards something. But instead, you so get that. leading up to this, and, and I went back and forth with Mike Rutherford a little bit the other day about it. And, you know, he tweeted something like, maybe don't play this random lineup for six minutes, get behind, and then decide to, to play your best players. It's almost like he's listening. It's like the, uh, this is going to be a really random reference, but did you ever see The Goods? The with, Jeremy uh, Pivot Ari, movie? Yeah, Ari, yeah, Ari Gold. And Craig Robinson, Good you know, Daryl from The Office. Yeah, yeah hot tub it, time machine. He's the, uh, he's the DJ, and every time somebody request something he's like yeah you hit the nail on the head then he plays the opposite just like i'm not gonna by you what a great pull i I love that movie i've just been it's it's a ridiculous movie it is i don't know if it's a good movie but it's entertaining as hell it it got the ari bump from entourage made me gravitate toward it but like Catherine hans in it i mean david kegner you can't go wrong with that but (laughs) every time he's like yeah great call yeah you're right we are family and then he plays like a like a medieval, you know, monk chant. <laughs> just like I'm not going to let you tell me what to do. I feel like that's what Kitty Payne's doing right now, you know. And and I can see that he just randomly started Hersey, and we had all been saying, you know what, play Hersey a few more minutes. He's playing hard, and he went from not playing him to starting him, and then pulling him after three minutes and not putting him back in the game, and then all of a sudden he trotted Danilo out and did the same thing. And Hersey got a few more minutes, but Danilo was getting a couple minutes. So you're like, uh, is he earning the, the start or not? And what are you seeing as starting? Like, what? Why is that? A, is that an, an award? Like a reward for how he's playing in practice? And if it is a reward, why is he only getting three minutes? You know, and and we're looking at it going, look, we see the limitations. I don't understand why he's getting minutes instead of Caleb Glenn right. or Curtis Williams or any of these other people you, you could be playing right now. And then it's like he wanted to go a step further and throw his. Zan Payne out there, and I made a, pro- a commitment last year. Halfway through the year, I was like, I'm going to stop talking about Zan Payne because it's not his fault. Right. And it's I don't an want awkward situation. To, right. for, yes. And I don't want people to think I'm just crapping on him because I'm sure he's a, he's a good kid and he certainly doesn't deserve the ire when he steps on the court because it's not his fault that his dad's playing him in front of some scholarship players. But we have to talk about him again. Because all of a sudden, he's back in our lives. Yeah. And he gets to start out of nowhere, plays 10 full minutes before getting pulled, puts up straight zeros except for one personal foul, and is grabbing his shorts after two trips down the court. He doesn't look in shape, and there's no actual reason you can tell me, no no basketball reason you can tell me why he's out there. And then, when Kenny Payne is asked about it post-game, the only answer we get when he's asked, why did he start? He doesn't really give us an answer. He just says, I thought he played pretty solid. And that's what I, I almost jerked the car you know, off the road. I almost wrecked because he has to be, he has to be messing with me. Yeah. Look, he has to be, it, dude. No, because we look on, if, if we search the text line over on the 680 side, and we just searched his name, that was probably the uh, highlight of, of the mm. show. That, and you hate going zero to that, but I, but I think it's interesting because we battled some guy on the text line, and I don't want to just you know give him the spotlight for that, but just going back to the team has no talent, okay? And I would just say that he's dealing with some young players. And I went back and I was like, man, when you go to the 247 composite of just 
Transfers and recruits. Louisville is number six. So you mean to tell me, and they're ahead of Kansas, they're right there with UConn, they're right there, uh, I believe, with Baylor, Kentucky, Duke, and obviously rounding out the, the, the top five or six on that. You mean to tell me all of them seemingly got this right with the recruiting rankings because they're having a successful season and all looking like they're going to go to the tournament. But Louisville doesn't have talent. Right. On that. Like I, I can't deal with that. So I don't want to – I understand put a there was talent on the roster to begin with with those teams. And, and there was a big difference between the number one and the number six classes, but – they're ahead of Kansas and they're ahead of... Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So th- that's kind of the... Like, even with all the context you can throw on there, right. it's still... There's talent. a thousand questions. Yeah. So I, I think, and I'm, I think it is maybe retweet. it was either Rutherford or Coffee. so I'm just giving uh, headway to all the other afternoon shows right now. Yeah, and, of, but yeah, but one of our I think they, they, they retweeted it and it was just the transition not getting back on it and just... They're not making defense a priority because I think it was coffee. Like he, yeah, he was, Mark retweeted he was the one, it. He was the one who who I initially saw the cut of all of Zan Payne's defensive highlights. Right, and it, that's like when people were pointing at. Well, he had the best plus minus. I was like, it's I, only because no, it was early in the I, game. I, I did that tongue and firmly in cheek. And it wasn't because of him. No, well, not you. No, no, no. It was but other I, people. But that I did that. Responded. Yeah, and, and I did that. I, I said that yesterday. And that did not make me. I was like, hey, I'm ducking and covering. Just notice this, but. I'm just telling you what I saw out right. there. And, but no, it, there was some fun with that. But I think like, Let's talk about the difference between causation and correlation, You know, right. what I mean? which, which people need, need it, to figure out. It, and the, the most head-scratching thing to me is that offensively, there are some bright spots. Like, that's the crazy thing. And you know how difficult it is to be, like, shooting over 50% at one point and down 20? It's unreal. Like, it, I was talking to Bob in the back after or before a show. It's almost impossible to do that. Like, let that marinate for a second. You're shooting over 50%, and it's just the head-scratching turnovers, and I don't think it's – we're being hyperbolic when we say it. The defense is horrid. Like, I've never seen anything as poor as it. Yeah, it's it's wild. People got to understand how bad – that first half at Wake, they were averaging 1.6 points of possession, possession, which is just otherworldly. I mean, it wasn't hard to figure out. We were shooting over 50%. But we were getting outscored from the three-point arc, thirty to nothing at halftime. Yeah. Part of that is because we didn't. I mean, we weren't putting up threes and weren't making them. And the other half was we don't defend the three-point line. That's been the issue from day one: is that we don't prevent the, we don't defend the three-point line, and we don't defend in transition. Yeah, so no, which means we don't defend. It, and it and it seems like where he says the elephant in the room, and I know that was the clip that was out there. Where which just, elephant in the yeah, room? Yeah, right. Elephants, plural. It's like the, the herd of elephants. The 150 elephants yeah. in the room. The, the whole room is made of elephants. It's the elephant graveyard from a lion pit. Right. Uh, but <laughs> the, the room is an elephant. At this but point. when you keep going back to this over and over again, and, and it's look, because I, I, I say we uh, on Sunday, we can talk about it in three different buckets or silos, where you say you can just go zero to coaching search, you can try and react to the game, and you can just talk about you know, the Kenny Payne press conference as a whole. So I feel like sure. there's three different ways in which you can yeah. approach it. And I hate because it's like when Kenny Payne says it's not about wins and losses, it it, it tees up to analyze everything else. Yeah. And when you say the, the year one comment, which had some meat on the boat after the UNC game, which I know struck a nerve with a lot of people out there. Uh, and, and then when you go zero to try to react to the game and you some people say, well, there's some bright spots there. It's not many, but you, you see some pieces and they're young and things like that. And there's no recruits for next year. It's like this is what leads us to react to all the negative things yeah. when you're not latching on to 
any of the 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 future. You're just constant. I mean, Kenny Payne is much as talking about he inherited a mess. He, he's the one that's dwelling in the past, and that's what makes it difficult. That's to, got a short shelf life. Shelf life. Oh, I, I agree. Don't, I, don't, I think he completely misunderstands. Like people will give you a little bit of grace in the first year, but then when you're in year two and you're like, well, the first year was just a, a throwaway. You've lost all your leeway. So I created another bucket uh, in our silos. Got another bucket. And and, and this is something that Zach's brought up multiple times on our show of talking about, um, you know, just going zero to like moving on from Kenny Payne. And I'm fascinated because you're starting to see more and more donors. And I know Double D hates the word donors or boosters, but contributors to the university that are now becoming vocal on Twitter about the year one comment. And that is fascinating to me because I know you know some, and I don't want to put out... People that are close to the program have tried to help Kenny Payne. You said as much yes. on these airwaves. Yes. I am fascinated in the next two months if anybody can get through to him as like a PRQ of handing, like what Eric Crawford wrote about him, just saying like, this is how you should spin this question if anybody can get through to him as a last effort to try and just gain some good PR. Or it may not be salvageable at all. That yeah. I'm fascinated to see what happens with that. I think that... So... It hasn't gone from – this is the thing about that is it hasn't really gone from zero to coaching search. I think anybody who had faith or wanted to have hope or people like me who were in you who were rooting for him but were skeptical right. from the beginning, there were a lot of steps in between. You know, the first one was not trying to turn over the roster at all in the first offseason. You know, and then the first 10 games last year – you know, we lose to Bellerman and we lose to Leanne Rimes, you know, Lenore Ryan. And we lose to just, we come out of the gate just awful. Right. And at that point, I was just like, man, I don't, I don't see a way forward. Right. I just don't already 10 right. games in. Like, I want to believe, but man, he's got to give me something to believe in. And then, you know, through the entire season, the red flag was they have not organized into a proper defense at any point this season. They cannot defend. You know, and we end the year four and twenty-eight. And the next red flag was the way he approached that season when he said, "Hey, look, I, I basically was insulted. About- basically, he was insulted that you, we asked him to change his staff. We we inquired about, you know, who's not whose fault it was, but you know, take any accountability essentially. And it was no, it was the players. We're gonna get new players in. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have done like the, the the line that destroyed me was I wouldn't have done anything different. You know, in all of those things where you're just like, dude." Accountability is is lesson number one, tenant number one when you come, when it comes to leadership, and we got none of it, yeah. and we're still getting none of it because we we hear him say like, oh, I've told them this and I've told them that. It's like you've got to do something else then because it's not getting through, and even he tipped his hand again last month in one of his his post games. He almost said like he started to say when I get you know, another group of players in here, you know? And I was like, dude, what are you blaming the players again? Oh, I know. You it, know what I mean? So it's... Well, and then you can't use it when you see with something what Jalen Withers did yes. against you. Like, and I know right. that's something that's been out there where it's like, it's a different situation, obviously, from what happened at UNC. And I know C.O. Brown's a friend of the show and he framed the question where Eric Crawford maybe have given him a little bit more pointers on how sure. to land that plane a little bit. But I think when you say that and you see what Dre Davis is doing, you see what Matt Cross is doing at and UMass. And those were guys that left... The first, the first year, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jalen was obviously this past one, but those were the the, the the greatest part. Like the best part about this, the guys that were probably most likely to contribute and were good immediately somewhere else were the ones he ran off. Well, and then the ones <laughs> that are still here. Think about it. JJ yeah. Trainer obviously injured. Mike James, not yeah. his. <laughs> so it, it's just a a fascinating dynamic of just word salad at time that comes out of his mouth, and it's trying. 
it, 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 it's just you want you him to get a win, yeah. and he just can't land the plane sometimes. Well, that's when when you're when you're not taking personal accountability, or if you don't believe in your heart that that it's that you bear any responsibility, you blame anything but your coaching, right? You know, and and, and at this point. It's something else every time, and, and, and it's almost at this point like the lineups are trolling us, you know, with, with the starters the last couple of weeks and obviously with the crescendo of Zampain on Saturday. Every time you try to just calm it down, like I'll just be like, look, I, I don't want to dwell on this. Like I said it when he started Hersey. I was like, look, I, I don't like that he went from zero to starting. But, but you're I, switching it up. But you're doing something different. So I guess I can't be that critical. But then it was Danilo, and it's like, all right, I don't know what's going on. And then it was Zampane, and you can't explain Zampane. You yeah. can't. No, no, no. Not it, with Tyler Johnson on the bench. Not even with Hersey on the bench. Well, and it you buys can't. you goodwill for the the remainder of the season of just saying you need more from them. There's bright spots when they're in there. And if they get quick fouls, like you're already limited in the roster. And then go. if you toss the keys yeah. to Zampane after that or – be low, like then people will work with it. But in, in terms of building toward the future and for people to latch on to, I would put all my eggs in one basket with the freshmen. They, they've been the the bright spots. I mean, with Sky Clark and Trey White, yeah, you know, he said as much. They are like freshmen. So, so yeah, but that's that's how because that's how he used the transfer portal. Right. He brought in kids that were, you yeah. know, like Sky Clark played less than ten games at Illinois. Trey White was a true sophomore coming in. Like they're they're young kids in the transfer portal. He didn't use it to get older. He just got talented. Young kids, talented, and and good players, but young, you know. So you don't have a ton of veteran leadership um, at this point. I know I had something else that was right there. You're right. I was, I was, I was, I was in it's there. It's the drive. It is can't connect right now. That's why I'm in here with Biscuit. It's Phil Baker. So that's it what is. we're doing. It's a it reset right Baker, there. Sure a little wondering. space. And Zach, you see behind the glass while we try to troubleshoot that. Is there any update, Zach? Do we have an update? Chime in and tell us what's going on there. We need to go to break and try to troubleshoot. No one knows what the hell's going on in here. We're still trying to get Ennis connected. The gaggle's all that sounds great. messed up. <laughs> well, Whatever Phil and I are me rolling. and James are running the freaking place, so... I just want you to go Behind for like ninety scene. seconds right now and just give your just give your takes on just everything from the week that was that. Well, what I was going to say, I'd we'll like to keep my job. <laughs> we'll get you. We're, well, what I was going to say is that last year when he played Zampain, when he when he brought him the first, when he was the first guard off the bench, I talked about how it was such. He has no idea what the what the like the visuals are there. Right. He has no optically idea it looks bad. What the optics are. Yeah. Like he, he, it it looks terrible. I don't care what you think about your roster. He was a human victory cigar at Kentucky. He doesn't look like he does anything particularly well, and you're playing him in front of scholarship players. This is a bad look with with scholarships open, by the way. So that just begs a ton of questions. Like, why didn't you just go out and get somebody else if that's where we're at? And then this year, it looks even worse because we've upgraded the talent. And he still thinks he can play Zampa, and he started it. Well, and that's that was what I battled. I hate just singling out this texter from yesterday, but that was one of the things I battled. I was like, guys, like, so you you cannot tell me that all these two four seven composite ratings from transfers and recruits hit the nail on the head with their transfers and recruits, and and Louisville just right. doesn't like what? Like, I can understand if you were everybody like the who comes here isn't as good as we thought they were. Is that is that a coincidence? So at what point, right? So at what point can we turn the page to yeah. say, hey, we can't dwell on the past. It, it's they're not taking in what I'm trying to convey to them, and we look forward to it. That that's Kenny Payne in a nutshell. It's just it's constantly he inherited a mess. It's not 
I know he says it. He says it's his fault, but then goes to kind of say it's not his fault. And some of the players are like, I told him, yeah. you know, they just didn't retain it, which begs the question. That's, it's like that's not an answer. Yeah, that's it's just not an answer. That that's the uh, RP theater right there, which I know you can get away with when you are winning. Yeah. yeah. All right, this is the drive. I'm Dave Skull. That's Phil Baker. We're gonna go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break. Um, reset this and get back with you all on the other side. Oh, we didn't mention, by the way, the sorry, there'd be to interject right. there. Uh, the DePaul news. Oh, I know. No, and that, yeah. that's going to make it even worse. Tony Stubblefield has been fired by DePaul, and I kind of wanted, I didn't have time to do the research before the show. I wanted to see how many coaches that have beaten Kenny Payne have been fired since they beat him. We've got one that we know of, and I don't know if there's any more because it's been some pretty bad teams. That have beaten Kenny Payne. The, the, the comment sections, uh, as, as you could, are going as you imagine on Jeff Borzello's tweet on mm. that. So, so I have to play with that. So that's a tease. There you go. <laughs> this is The Drive on 93.9 The Ville. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Listening to the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive. I'm your host Dave Skull, along with the fabulous Phil Baker. We are uh, filling in for Mark Ennis. Uh, in the meantime. We've been having a lovely conversation about the Payne family at this point, unfortunately. I thought you were going to say about Spencer and how great he looks. He looks like draft night of the 96 NBA draft with the Celtics hat on. Thank you, Phil Baker. He doesn't have an oversized suit on. so it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's the one downside to that. <laughs> that's the one thing I miss the most about 90s NBA. All the way through, like, maybe 04, where... Allen Iverson would be wearing the same size suit that Tim Duncan should be wearing. I would pay a lot of money to see Spencer in a Samaki Walker suit in <laughs> yes, a top hat. Yeah. Looking like you're going to rob a, uh, the Bell of Louisville in the 1800s or something like that. <laughs> He's a robber baron. <laughs> <laughs> Samaki Walker's NBA highlight is draft night oh yes yeah. so no if i don't buy i always take it out with my guys i think i saw tyler griever say he's coming up at four o'clock if i i saw the twitter sphere correctly on that but spencer you're looking great how was your weekend you usually have some gambling stories for me how was your weekend it was actually a very successful gambling weekend which is a rarity for me these days there you go spencer uh, did wide right make you some money because oh, it made me some money oh yeah i was uh four and oh picking up uh, my money line parlay with just nfl yeah. picks I was three one against the spread this weekend. Nice. Missed, uh, the, uh, you missed, you missed 49- the Packers. No, forty nine. Yeah, I had forty ers covering yeah. that. So uh, I, you know, I picked the Packers straight up, but I also made, I made a money line and a spread bet. Yep. So I had two different parlays going, and the, obviously the one that would have paid a lot more was Packers money line, but they didn't win that game, and that's fine. But everything else fell into place. I won like two thirty last night nice. on, on wide right. 
which was beautiful. Yeah, I had Boy, a, the, the poor we didn't talk about that. I don't like, I'm sorry for the Bills. Bills like, I felt Christy's a Bills fan. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's awful. And I'm sure they had flashbacks to Scott Norwood at that point. But uh, and go ahead if you open up the lines if they aren't if they aren't open yet definitely open up the phone lines, uh, and if you guys want to get in here, it's uh, eighty one fifty ninety three nine as always, and you can keep texting the text line at thirty eight thirty one ninety three nine. But they had to be having just awful flashbacks to Scott Norwood. Wide right are the two just most cursed words. Oh, in Buffalo sports history. It's it's crazy because I have family in Western New New York, Rochester. Mm. And like literally all Rochester. that is Rochester, New York, right next to yeah. the Kodak factory that looks like an abandoned Call of Duty map before they try to get trendy and become like Apple 3.0. But um, all they have up there is flannel shirts. That's right. Beards. Beards. Apple, crock pots. Apple orchards? Yes. Okay. Crock pots. Bill's flags. And disappointment. Snow. In snow, well, no, that that goes without saying. In disappointment, most notably, because it, their biggest it's, export is disappointment. Yes, yeah, they. Sadness. Yeah, it, I, I feel bad for the Bills Mafia has a special place in my heart. Like I, yeah. I can't explain I mean, it, but same. it's like they cancel their uh, their their snow games, which I, I love all the people. The, the very own Spencer Keatsman, who used to be on these airwaves, uh, politicizing it, which I just love. Spencer of all people. Uh, that That's a story for my tell-all book, which there will be three chapters dedicated to the Keatsman experiment here. But nonetheless, uh, him calling out like the New York governor called him like soft and everything like that. I was like, Spencer, you said you couldn't get here because of like a little sleet on the snow. Yeah. Just a little bit of ice. Just a little bit of ice. I was like, here the tarps not even stay down. It looks like the, the wall of Game of Thrones. And you're over here saying like, oh, called them soft. I, I digress. The and, North remembers. Yes, yes. Well, we we never forget uh, the Keatsman right. experiment here. But I felt so bad because it's like even in a down Mahomes year, yeah, he's still inevitable. Yeah, like he's just Travis Kelsey's up there just glistening and he just scored a touchdown in what eight weeks and he it, and he scores one. So last night from a local angle, obviously going the Lamar Jackson a cool moment with uh, Jonathan Grenard saying go yeah. win it all. So that that was a cool moment if you're going hyper local. Uh, on that front, but a fun weekend nonetheless of the NFL. I'm sad that it's coming to an end. I enjoy the NFC and AFC championships, but it's also it's bittersweet because it's no, it's it's like it's over. Even the Super Bowl, it's like eh, it's- I know. Look, I, I, obviously everybody knows I'm a diehard Jets fan, and I should hate Bills fans, but most Bills fans I know I like, you know, and I would like I identify with somebody who's shirtless and minus twenty degrees. Yeah, you missed who, your calling as a Bills fan. Probably, it feels like you know, and, and jumping off of. Uh, motorhomes and breaking tables. I, yeah, it, that's it, what you want. That's it was pretty want. rich when it was like, oh, we're canceling the game. Now we'll say to play Johnny Two Sides like Nick Valvero, where it's, it says, hey, we got to cancel this, but there were people going through fire tables, and it's like, yeah, th- they're gonna find a way to Bills fans no matter what. So, Dude, Nick, I am always impressed by Nick's ability to Johnny Two Sides literally anything. Oh, I know, just like cereal, like something yeah. like cereal. Well, like you know, I like this about Lucky Charms, but Fruit Fruit Loops. Let me tell you, they're yeah. right there. Yeah, it's like just You're say like, which I, one you like better, buddy. Just tell me what. Just rank them. Uh, but no, it, it was a a a crazy weekend, nonetheless, uh, of all the the happenings around from the NFL games, the college basketball, and I feel like the the attention, the country, obviously in the top college basketball market. Some would argue what does that look like in recent years, what the ratings look yeah. like. But I I still feel like even on the text line and on. The call-in shows, although they they kind of you know go up and down in terms of how much engagement we have. 
there's still people that are very. We got Lawrence to join our ESPN Louisville watch party on against Wednesday, and he was so animated. And the feedback we got from people and and Lawrence being upset about it was perfection because people yeah. care about it. They want to see Lawrence's reaction to it and whatnot. Lawrence, everybody loves Lawrence and his cat. Yes, everybody loves Lawrence. He's, he's I heard amazing. him call in yesterday on your post oh, and I show. Knew and I knew exactly where he, where he was going to come from too. And he has you know. these long pauses, which I never know if he's <laughs> done with this thought. Like, oh, yep, and he just he just yanks <laughs> it back from you. But I, you've got to give him at least five or six seconds to gather his thoughts. You know, and he's, he's going to hit you with another one. But Lawrence is a 49ers fan, so I know he's happy with this yeah. weekend's results. Well, except yesterday with I that tell you, one at least, another right. games didn't go his way. I know. Uh, I knew when I tweeted during the women's game that it's always difficult to play in Chapel Hill and we're playing against two of the best players in in the ACC two of the best players in the ACC with Alyssa Oostby and Deja Kelly and that's not really debatable <laughs> but I said but we're helping them out you know we're shooting ourselves in the foot and his immediate response was Oh, the two best players in the ACC. I got something for you, you know. And I was like, Oh no, he's coming in. He's coming in hot post game. And, and you wait. know he's animated about it. I can't it. wait. He is angry, and I love it. Yeah, but this is this is the week that I feel like the attention, obviously on you know football for you. But I feel like in the weeks to come, you'll probably get a game day at UNC Duke coming up. We'll kind of launch and springboard the college basketball. Uh, stuff is, is the text line messing up on you a little bit? Is that what your is that what your face was right there? No. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, We've had issues a, on the 680 side, so I'm sorry. A, that's uh, just a ridiculous. Oh, line apologies. Of texting. Well, that's yeah. that's interesting. Uh, we'll we'll dive into that in my tell-all book or during the break. But uh, I, I think this is when the nation's attention begins to turn to college basketball, and after people kind of get their football, you know, all day red zone type things, you start getting the three o'clock games now for the AFC Championship and the NFC will be the late night one. So more and more, it'll probably be leading with some college basketball. So you kind of get the rest of the country outside of this market to dip their toe in to what's yeah. happening in college basketball. So I feel like people don't know from a national standpoint, you get the feel of 68 guys, but how bad it's been for Louisville basketball recently. Yeah, I mean, the the obviously the 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 college basketball media and the sports media in general gets it. Yeah. But even there's people that, that like you said, cover football, and then they turn towards basketball. And like, good lord, what happened in Louisville? You know, and it's. I mean, we had obviously Jeff Goodman's Jeff Goodman, but last week he ranked the worst tires of the last however many years. Billy Gillespie made years. it twice, by the way, which I thought was a typo. I was like, are they talking? About? I was like, oh no, this is he's actually on there he's twice. On there twice. But I mean, maybe you know, Dwayne Peavy can can hire Kenny this offseason to go be the coach of DePaul since he offered him the job a couple of years ago. Yeah, it, it kind of flew under the radar. I guess it was at his introductory press conference with Kenny Payne, uh, and he talked about how Phil Knight, he turned down the job. Can you remember Kenny Payne talked about Mississippi State turning down the job, and yeah. Phil Knight was upset because like Kenny, you can't you can't do that. And he's just like, you know, it's family. He's like, but I couldn't turn down this opportunity. So that was everyone talked about the best of both worlds with yeah. Nike and Adidas. And I think people thought it was going to be that. But yes, the Dwayne Peavy thing, whenever Curran, God bless him for being consistent about this, when the first go around with Chris Mack was going on and people were kind of trying to shoehorn the Kenny Payne stuff in there, it was like, you know, Dwayne Peavy's up at, at DePaul. Like, Kenny Payne could easily get that job as the first. It, when people kind of put up the red flags for that and him not gravitating toward that job in a good situation with somebody who feels very comfortable with him was always something that stood out in the back of my mind. It's 100%. Like, like, I understand going into a place that doesn't have a safety blanket. Like, 
Mark Stoops would have been a fascinating a multiverse of if had he gone to Texas A&M and now his AD is out the door going to Ohio State. Like that, that's a weird dynamic. With Dwayne Peavy, you're going to get some wiggle room and have yeah. some growing pains versus I, I think that's what's fascinating about the Kenny Payne experiment here and what you're seeing transpiring at places like DePaul is that you could have had a, uh-oh, some breaking news. Thank you. I believe we now have Mr. Mark Ennis. Oh, look at that. I was hey! going on a DePaul hey! rant right there. So sorry well, for... Well, finish up your DePaul oh, rant. I was going to say, Dwayne Peavy, getting do. paid, collision course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the fact is... Like, what a, what a dead fish ends. to throw into Mark right. Mark Ennis' lap. Have a good show. <laughs> when the, when this, this experiment inevitably ends at the end of this year, like the fact that he will be such tainted goods that not even DePaul will touch him is all I think you, all you need to know. Look, that's Sports Talk Radio. Have a good show, boys. There you go. Thanks a lot, Phil, no problem, for, for stepping in, man. Mark, you there? Appreci- yep. Hey, buddy. There I he am is. doing great. I don't feel great, but I'm glad. I appreciate everybody hustling as much as they can uh, to try and get this thing uh, up and running here, Dave. I'm sure this is – I appreciate both of you guys uh, handling things on the fly. You guys always do such a good job. Oh, of course. Uh, well, we love that. Phil. And I can't He's believe so that I'm, I'm, in, I'm getting like just uh, thrown in here right as you're saying, I can't <laughs> believe DePaul doesn't even want Louisville's coach. Like, God, where are we? What's happening here? Even beating Louisville is not enough to save your job these days. Dude, I mean, that's the set, uh, Mark, and I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if you got to hear it or not. I want, like, and I'll start doing a little research in the uh, in the commercial breaks, but I want to know how many coaches have been fired after beating Louisville <laughs> since, since the beginning of Kenny's first season. I need to know the numbers, and maybe it's just Tony Stubblefield, but I have a feeling there's probably a few others that got fired last offseason. I would love to know, uh, yeah, how many coaches got fired after beating Louisville, and then how many got fired after losing to Louisville? That, you know, like that, yeah. To com- compare the two, like where was it the final straw for either either side? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I just it's it's man, and and we 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 spoke in length about about this sand pain thing, but I know we're we're about to run up on a break, but I know you want to get your two cents in there at some point, or maybe you don't. Well. Well, it's look, it was emblematic of so many things uh, that have gone on, unfortunately, I think since Kenny's been the coach here. But it's there certainly isn't a single uh, remotely rational basketball reason why that happened. Uh, and it yeah. played out that way on the floor. Uh, it is very, very difficult for a starter for any basketball team to play as many minutes as he did and record no stats. It's, it's wild. I think he had, he, had a he had a foul. He had a foul. Isn't there a Tony right. Snell meme where it's like yeah. zero, 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 Like 25 zero. minutes yep, or something. Yep, yep. <laughs> just, I've never seen, you know, anything like that. It it probably is not, but it it can't help but feel like trolling. I don't really yeah. know how else to, to, to talk about it than that. It, it feels like all of that. Uh, and in a weird way, like he tried to troll us, and then we somehow managed to have – the the first time I've ever seen ten minutes of basketball with no dead balls at all, <laughs> to where they blasted right through the under yeah. sixteen and the under twelve, and I thought that that Zan was gonna die. Oh man, he you know, like out there on the floor where there was no there. breaks. <laughs> I mean, it looked like, you know, like the the first day of practice or something. You know, where guys are just like, oh god, I'm out of shape. Like it really looked like that, uh, and just overall that effort at Wake Forest. Uh, Pathetic, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, 
it was the the exact same possession repeatedly, and Zan certainly wasn't part of the answer uh, for that. So we got two more hours. We're going to talk with Tyler Griever on the other side here. Nice. Get his thoughts on this, and let him be um, the world's biggest Baltimore homer on the other side here as well. On the drive on Nathan the Bill. Be right back.